Let's discuss some of the financial matters that folks should be considering as the year is winding down on this episode of Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders, a little end-of-year conversation. Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. It's Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders, financial coach from Strategic Planning Corporation. And as the teaser said, we're going to talk about some end-of-the-year items. Uh, Hopefully it's not too late for some of these, but we're going to run through some stuff for Mike to break down for us and things to consider as the year is winding down quickly. So if you have any questions, make sure you're jumping on this stuff ASAP if you haven't done so already. Mike, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, doing well, Mark. I'm just excited we've uh, had our annual company Christmas party. When I say company, I mean like employees and all of our clients were invited. Yeah, to you bring it. everybody and together. Yeah. Yeah. We try and bring everybody in. We had a ball um, and uh, we, we did it at the High Point Country Club again this year. We'll do it again next year on December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day. Uh, nothing uh, intended there, but anyway, just where the just Saturday how it falls. Out. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, uh, but yeah, we had a great time. It was great having the people there that were there, uh, miss those that weren't able to attend, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it again next year. Yeah. Lord willing. So, well, good stuff. And yeah, the, the year is uh, ending quickly. So it I want to run, I want to run through some stuff here for folks to consider if they're, if they're working with you, they've probably already tackled this, but if they're not, uh, they may want to consider talking with their advisor about it if they haven't mm-hmm. considered it, or if they're not working with somebody at all, uh, it may be worthwhile to look at this and, uh, and run through this stuff with your professional. So let's start out right. real quick. Is it too late, Mike? So the time we're dropping this is, uh, Oh, what are we dropping this on? Thursday the 7th. So December okay. the 7th. So is it too late to consider maxing out your retirement contributions uh, if you can? And, and what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, it is not uh, too late. Um, of course, better earlier because then the money compounds on a tax deferred basis for a longer period of time. But here here we are right now, uh, December 7th. So and, and that's 2023, not next year when we're having our Christmas party. <laughs> right, <the> right, right, right. <laughs> But here we are. And so you do have the ability to still make a traditional or a Roth IRA contribution. And you even have up until the point where you file your tax return next year, but no later than. Oh, April so technically 15th. it bleeds. So it bleeds over. So you could. It does. Yeah. And, yes. and of course, why you would you. Time. You still have time. And we, why would we want to do this? Well, one reason it's going to lower your taxable amount or taxable income. Amount, well, you know? on the traditional IRA. On the traditional. It would. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, Roth, of course, it wouldn't, but you don't want to give up a year when you can get some of that money aside and where it's going to be tax free to you yeah. long term. Yeah. So, yeah, either one, you still have time to do it, plenty of time on those. Now, on some others, not as much time. Gotcha. Uh, so, let's, uh, for instance, let's just say you are a sole proprietor or a single person, a single member of LLC or uh-huh. S Corporation or something like that. You can still establish um, a solo 401k for this year and make a contribution. Uh, I think for this year, it's $22,500. If you're under 50, if you're 50 or over, it's $30,000 that you can get in there as a uh, contribution of up to 100% of your earnings. Okay. And then on top of that, if you have um, a W-2 income, you can contribute 25% of that by the employer, not to exceed something in the range of $65,000. I don't remember the exact number, but it's somewhere along that line. So that's a ton of money 
that you potentially could defer into a uh, qualified retirement plan called a solo or individual 401k plan mm-hmm. and uh, and deduct it this year and reduce your income by that amount and therefore save a bunch of taxes. You can also, uh, in some cases, do that as a Roth contribution or an after-tax contribution, depending on what your needs are and your circumstances with taxes, but you, you can do that. But you have to establish the plan for this year before December 31st. Yeah. And then you have you do have a little flexibility on the timing of getting the payment in. But yeah, you pretty much need to get that payment done by the end of the year ASAP. for the yeah. deferral of up to twenty two five or thirty thousand dollars, whichever one you qualify mm. for. Okay. The employer contribution can come as late as March 15th, or if you file an extension on your business return or personal return if you're filing on a Schedule C. Uh, then you've got until the date that the extension is due uh, gotcha. to make the employer contribution of up to 25% of W-2 earnings or 20% of gross, no, not gross, of net earnings, sorry, gotcha. oh, you're uh, fine. if you're yeah. self-employed. Yep. yep. Okay, so that's another good tip in there for the end of the year for the contribution side. You know, and you mentioned December 31st, and I guess it kind of works a little bit with the contributions uh, conversation because if you've been pumping into – uh, you know, basically a traditional IRA or a 401k, and you turned 73 earlier this year, you may, mm. you're going to have to do your, R- not May, you need to do your RMD. Uh, and that's also December 31st for the deadline. That one is hard and fast. Yes, it does have to have come out of the account by the 31st of December in order to count for satisfying your RMD for this year, your required minimum distribution. And, you know, if you um, have a charitable inclination, uh, a way to do that even more tax effective uh, rather than just taking it out and, and include it in, in your taxable income uh, would be to make use the uh, funds in your IRA to make a charitable contribution. Um, and there's some methodology that you have to use and you need to move fast because custodians, of IRA plans are slammed at this time of year. Oh, yeah. Distributions. And they're going to close and holiday days yep. and all that stuff. Yeah. You got it. And so you want to get that request in there early. And most of these need to be done with some kind of paper signature or DocuSign. Yeah. And so get with whoever you need to to do that so that you, you can get well, that. RMD satisfied, yeah. but also you could avoid having to include it on your taxable income if you use that to make a charitable contribution to make the QCD, directly to. Yeah. So let's so let's clarify a couple quick things, Mike. I said that if you were turning if you had turned seventy three this year in the year of twenty twenty three, uh, you're on the hook for your first one. Now, technically, right? You if you you do have till next year. You have the very first one. You have mm-hmm. till April of next year. But now right. you're going to have to take two RMDs next year. So just be aware, mm-hmm. right? That is right. Yeah, you do want to be aware of that. And hey, in some cases, that's good. Maybe you worked this year and you're retiring here at the end of the year, so you won't have as much income. Well, that's a great point. So the other thing about this is, right, also be careful as to what this is going to do to your taxable, uh, you know, your income levels and if it changes, bumps you in a tax bracket or not. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There, there's always some considerations. It's it's like the uh, famous attorney uh, comment. You know, it depends, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the answer. It depends. But the deadline so is the 31st, so you got to get on it. Deadline yeah. is the 31st, so yeah. decision time is here to get that done. And if you're already taking RMDs and it's something that you've <laughs> already started, like last year was your first one or whatever, you're probably already done and you're in the cycle for this year. Uh, usually mm-hmm. it gets pretty automated, but just you know, double check because yep. you know the penalty is still hefty. It's not as bad as it used to be, but why go through all that mess? If don't, you don't want to have, have to. that hassle. And one thing, let me step back on yeah. the uh, contributions to retirement plans. A, a thought came to me too. 
you know, there are other types of plans out there, simplified employee pensions um, or SEP IRAs. They're, they're usually referred to as uh, simple IRAs and um, things like that. But even with 401ks, let's say you haven't maxed it out, but you have that opportunity this year. And there are different reasons why people might have uh, a desire to get a bigger thing, bigger contribution in. For instance, I was just talking with someone who has sold a piece of property they've had for some time. They have a humongous capital gain. Um, so they were going to establish for them, it happens to be a sole proprietor owner and mm-hmm. just haven't been in a position to be doing uh, a 401k in the past. But we're, so we're establishing that solo 401k and we're taking some of the cash that is uh, flowing out from the sale of the property for them to live on uh, for this month so that all of the money in the business can go into funding a 30000 plus an employer contribution to shelter some of that gain and help offset oh, okay. some of the tax on it. But the same thing can apply if you're in an employee situation. You go to the employer and say you don't have enough money that's going to be paid to you to max out your 401k, but you have cash from some other source. You could ask them if you could, you know, some form on their payroll system to pay in some money so you can have a maximum amount withheld and or an advance or any number of things to to be able to do that. There, there, there are different ways to get that large amount in there, even if you don't have enough pay coming in before the end of the year to to cover it. Gotcha. So just check with your uh, payroll people, your, your employer, if you want to do some extra uh, large amounts of contributions to max out what you can put into your retirement plan at work. All right. Well, there you go. So there's some good items to think about as well. Uh, Mike, what is tax loss harvesting and is it worth exploring that as the year's winding down? Uh, yeah. Um, tax loss harvesting is basically where you look at holdings you have in your personal investment account or joint investment account. Um, that, so that's this is non-retirement, non-IRA, non-401k, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, so personal investments, and you you look at the holdings and you say, okay, this particular company here, I bought it at $10 a share, is now at $9 a share. So that's a loss at this point. The opportunity exists to be able to sell those shares that ETF or mutual fund or uh, you know even a, an individual stock and book that loss. So let's say you had a hundred shares of that at ten dollars and it's now worth nine dollars. So that's a, a one hundred dollar um, loss that you have. Well, if you go through your whole portfolio, you may have a, a number of these, but um, and and you may have enough to be be able to also harvest some gains if you want to and shelter those gains. But you can always take losses of $3,000 in excess of any gains and reduce your other income by that $3,000. But that's the cap per year. Now, let's just say you had some big situations. Like, for instance, last year, we we used uh, the situation with bonds to take some losses and book a, a good amount of tax losses and they're available now to use in, in not only last year, but in future years, because you can carry those forward if you have more than $3,000 in excess of gains. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to go ahead and book them, but you want to try and you know balance it out and use it to offset any gains that you need to harvest. But let me caution, you don't okay. just do this just for the sake of doing it. There needs to be a reason other than a tax reason to do this, because you don't want to be just moving your portfolio around and and churning it and all that sort of thing. And you got to watch out for a thing called a wash sale. And that's where you cannot 30 days before you make the sale 
of a loss position or 30 days after you make the sale, you can't reinvest in the same thing. If you do, ah, okay. give up the loss that you tried to book for tax purposes. Gotcha. So you need to be careful about it and you need to talk to somebody that knows what they're doing, not just go out there and start placing trades. Double check it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For sure. Make sure, again, folks, as always, make sure you're talking with a qualified professional like Mike before you take any action on something you hear on our show or any other. Uh, Mike, there's not as much here on this particular category next coming up uh, because of the current tax law, because the d- standard deduction mm-hmm. is so high. But is yes. it worth evaluating any kind of um, you know tax deductible opportunities, charitable opportunities, things of that nature? Yeah, I mean, itemized tax deductions are not as valuable anymore because just what you just said, the standard deduction is so high, many people can't exceed that threshold so that they start itemizing. So, um, you know, you you take a look at what you've got uh, in in terms of any mortgage interest deductions for the year, any um, medical expenses that exceed 7.5% of what you're expected. Adjusted gross income is sorry to use all these technical terms, but you know that's <laughs> that's but they're learning. Got to do it, or that's otherwise right. they're, gonna, they're learning. That's why they're here, right? So. Yeah, right, right. But anyway, seven and a half percent in excess. Uh, you take that amount that you can deduct uh, when you're adding together your itemized deductions. Um, property tax, uh, income tax for state, and that sort of thing that doesn't exceed ten thousand dollars. That's the maximum you can deduct as an itemized deduction for the year. And uh, then charitable contributions. You add all that up. If it exceeds the standard deduction that you have as either an individual filing uh, under 65 or over 65 or as a couple filing under or over 65. And those amounts, the reason I said those four categories is those differ in terms of the amount of the standard deduction, as well as if you're filing as head of household. That's another category. But at any rate. Figure those out. And if they're going to get close, what you might consider is, is there anything I can accelerate into this year so that I can go ahead and use those deductions on an itemized basis that would exceed the standard deduction? So a great example, uh, people might say, well, shoot, I'm just a thousand or two uh, short of exceeding my standard deduction, let's go ahead and make the charitable contributions for next year that we planned on right. and go ahead and do it for the whole year. And if you know, if you got that availability in your emergency fund or what have you in savings, and uh, then you can itemize those things. Then next year, you're not going to be making as many charitable contributions because you already did it this year for next year. And now you take the standard deduction next year and you get the same deduction as if you'd done nothing. Hmm. Um, so it, it's called... Um, Oh goodness, I'm I'm forgetting what it's called. Bunching <laughs> uh deductions, something like that. I've forgotten what they the aggregate. The, yeah, yeah. It's just you you bunch the deductions together so that you don't waste a year. So like this year you might itemize, next year you wouldn't. Oh, okay. Year, yeah, you might yeah, be yeah. able to bundle them together, bunch them. I don't know. I'm getting all confused about that terminology. But anyway, you get the idea. You 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 kind of bunch them together into one year so you can itemize and then the next year you know you're going to take the standard deduction. Uh, donation kind of bunching? What's that? Donation bunching? Yeah, that- maybe that donation, but I mean it could also be um you know, if you got a lot of medical expenses that would put you in a situation where you can deduct those, that would put you over. Okay. So you go yeah. ahead and pay them before the end of the year. You know, there's there's all kind of ways to do I, it. I think so. bunching is the right term, Mike. I I, I, I think just, you're right. I was just quickly think, looking, and I think it's bunching. So I, okay. I think you were scrambling for the word, but you already had it. So okay, <laughs> that's right. a bunch of mess. Isn't that's it? a bunch of mess. <laughs> all right, last one here, and then we'll jump out. Uh, is it too okay. late to see if a Roth conversion makes sense for you? 
Well, it's getting late in the year. And and again, custodians, you know, making sure they get it done before the end of the year. But no, it's not too late uh, to see if that makes sense. And, you know, you, I sometimes run into situations where people just have very little taxable income, which is great. And they have room to take more taxable income into their situation and not pay any income tax or pay very little income tax, you know, a low rate. And so a Roth conversion can make a ton of sense in those circumstances. Um, but yeah, it's it's not too late. Take a look at it. See if it will work for your circumstance. And then uh, you need to pull that trigger because, again, you usually have to sign some kind of a form either uh, manually or electronically. OK, to get that done. All right. So that's some end of the year items to discuss with your financial professional. If you need some help and you're not already working with somebody or you are, but have not having these conversations, make sure you reach out to them and have a chat with them or reach out to Mike. Don't procrastinate one minute longer. Uh, definitely jump on the calendar, have a conversation. Uh, hit him up online at SPC Invest. That's spcinvesting.com or call him at 336-668-4338 and get a conversation and a consultation going. Uh, But don't forget, also, you just subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Google or Spotify so you can learn more of this information throughout the year and be in better shape in coming years as well. We try to share useful nuggets of knowledge along the way and and then how it's going to relate to your unique situation. Well, that's the one-off Uh, planning portion of the conversation. So stop by Mike's website, get started today, spcinvesting.com. And don't forget to share and like the podcast. Mike, thanks for hanging out, buddy. It's been good. I always enjoy talking about this kind of stuff. I'm with you, Mark. Yeah, man. I always appreciate you breaking it down and uh, you know giving us some good details. Getting us into the into the weeds a little bit is a good thing. So <laughs> we always appreciate you. And we will see you next time. we got one more episode here before we close out the year 2023. So stick around for another episode coming soon here from Strategic Planning and Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.